Welcome to Culture Factor. I'm your host, Holly Shannon. Our new season looks at creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Why? Because the gig economy is emerging. Talent has gone to work for themselves. Whether furloughed or part of the great resignation, they've birthed the big idea, and those 57 million Americans are contributing more than $1 trillion to the U.S. economy annually. This is what the new normal looks like. You now have a front row seat to creator culture and into the places where the magic is being made. Subscribe now to Culture Factor so your ears are treated to some of the best stories around the world. And if you take the time to rate, review, and share this, please send me the screenshot and I'll give you a shout out on my show. Please reach out if you'd like to sponsor Culture Factor. It is your opportunity to be a part of a show that is ranked in the top 2% globally and heard in over 77 countries. Email holly at hollyshannon.com to be a part of this global audience. Hi, Larry Roberts, and welcome to Culture Factor 2.0. Well, hello, Holly. Thank. Uh, are we? Is this live? Are we doing this now? Is are we going? Is this it? <laughs> we are I mean, recording. <laughs> are we going? We're going. Okay. Do we need to do a retake on that. No, I are think we, we just leave it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I didn't know we were going, but if we're going, let's get there. Let's do it. Hey, Holly, thanks for having me on the podcast, man. I really appreciate this opportunity. Been looking forward to it since, man. We what? We were together last week at Podcast Movement, and uh, now here we are catching up once again on the podcast. Oh, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I should probably step backwards a little bit for um, the wonderful people who have followed Culture Factor and all its iterations. Um, and now, as we get into creator culture, I thought Larry was the perfect person to have on here. But to step back even further, I met Larry back in probably January or February this year on Clubhouse and. For everybody out there, you need to know he's probably one of the most generous people that I have met along my journey here in podcasting. Um, no matter what room I was in, he would take the time to share with me the different people that were there and their experience, their show, their background, to get me up to speed in an industry that I was pretty new to. So um, Larry is like my like guiding light in podcasting, so I'm so glad he's here. You're making me blush, Holly. Well, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, a little bit of blush with that great smile and great personality. It's all great. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Man, this I love this podcast. This is awesome so far. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so speaking of podcasting, uh, let's... I would really love for you to, to do a little bit more of an intro because um, as maybe people don't realize this but when you set up an interview with somebody and you have all those lovely little links that you know go around uh you ask people for their bio so that you can represent them um you know their background in a succinct manner um larry put i think something like chief bottle washer and um you know dishwasher scrubber or something like that so i'm gonna have to allow him to share a little bit about his background so you have the floor well, thank you, Holly. I appreciate that. And you know, there, there definitely was a time where I was the chief bottle washer and mop bucket cleaner. I think mop bucket cleaner was my official title that I left on the podcast application there. But, you know, uh, man, that was a long time ago, but I do remember those days. And 
it's it's hard to think about how you went from way back when to where we're at today and the journey is never as smooth as we hope uh and i've, I've definitely had my own uh, ups and downs and and challenges to overcome but here we are today and i'm excited to be here uh, as far as podcasting goes man i started podcasting about seven years ago after one of those tremendous challenges, which I uh, regained my sobriety about seven years ago. So I was pretty excited about that. And I needed a creative outlet. I've always been somewhat of a creator, whether it was uh, drawing or whether it was uh, even dancing. I used to dance a lot. You don't even know that. And we've talked a lot. But yeah, I used to, used to love to, uh, to hip hop dance at the club, as my wife likes to make fun of me. So uh, there was always that creation aspect of things. And uh, I, I knew what podcasting was, I, I kinda. I, I knew podcasts existed and I just thought it was, oh, it's talk radio, whatever, nobody cares about that. But a friend of mine finally convinced me to listen to, yes, the Joe Rogan podcast. And uh, I took a listen, man. And what I heard was pretty mind blowing because uh, you know I'm a child of the eighties and I grew up on comedians of that time and on the show on that particular episode there just happened to be some modern day comedians and their their take on comedy and their approach was very very similar to you know some of the uh, the comedy gods that I still look up to and uh, so I was blown away and I wanted to be a part of it I wanted to know more about it I wanted to figure out how do I get involved in this cool thing called podcasting so uh, I dove in head first, man, and I bought a really, really bad microphone and, <laughs> and uh, just jumped in with a co-host and we were off to the races. And, you know, the last seven years has been quite the uh, quite the evolution in the podcasting space. So I'd like to think that I've rounded my game out a little bit more than that very first episode that we recorded with our it was a Yeti snowball. And if you're not familiar with that microphone, it's literally in the it's a sphere. It's a ball. And we were passing it back and forth ever so gently so as not to make any noise on the mic. And then we would hold it to our faces and speak, <laughs> doing our best to minimize mouth noise and doing our best to enunciate and sound professional. And bottom line was it was horrible and it sounded horrible. And we didn't even, we never published that episode. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, well, you know, technology changes so fast um, in every industry and definitely in this one. So, uh, you know, what people were talking about seven years ago, um, seven months ago, and maybe even seven minutes ago uh, might have been very different, which is why um, I think anybody coming into starting their own podcast um, has really a level playing field. Um, you know, we're, we're just as um, smart and agile in podcasting as probably our last interview, I feel like, because it keeps changing. So, um, yeah. It's constantly evolving. I mean, everything around us is constantly evolving. The concept of content creation is ever evolving. We saw that last week, uh, especially with things like Fireside, Clubhouse, uh, and Twitter Spaces, and all these other social audio platforms that are popping up all over the place. And as they pop up, they introduce new concepts and new features that we tend to adapt to. So it, again, it's an, it's an evolutionary process. And it's, 
I think you're spot on when you say, you know, we're only as good as our last interview because things are changing so rapidly. And uh, I love that. I love that fact because it allows us to adapt. It allows us to find new styles and, and new, uh, new categories potentially to create in new spaces to create in. And I think as content creators, we're always looking for that. Yeah, I think, um, it's really nice to be able to be a creator today. I think you have a lot of opportunities between LinkedIn Live, Instagram Live, um, Clubhouse, Fireside, uh, traditional sitting here, you know, recording yourself on GarageBand or having an interview with somebody on Zoom or whatever you're using. Uh, there's so many different ways to, to channel uh, your creativity. Uh, that being said, it's always nice to have um, some direction uh, to learn from people who do it really well. Um, you know, we were just at a, a conference that was filled with a room of podcasters, you know, some just to do the interview process like we're doing right now, but some actually build the infrastructure. Um, I know I do some of that. Um, Larry here does quite a bit. Uh, he has put together a myriad of courses at different levels and at different stages in the process um, and is just launched Podcast Boost as well. So what I'd love to do uh, just to share with people as a creator, um, as somebody who came to the table as a creator, not as an audio engineer with 20 years experience in that, you sort of came at it from a very different angle. So could you share um, a little bit about the types of things you've created for people who want to launch this type of um, content? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think my approach, there, there's several people out there that do something similar to what I do. They help people launch their podcast or they audit their podcast and then they give them that feedback and make some tweaks and changes based on that feedback. But the way I like to come about it or come towards it is I like to take in each individual that I work with and we focus on their personal, their personal brand, their personal podcast brand. And I think that makes it different because well, I feel confident that it makes it different because each and every one of us as creators, we create in our own way. And that authenticity is what sets us apart from all the other, what was it as of July 28th, 2.5 some odd million podcasts that are out there in the potosphere. We have to find a way to differentiate ourselves from everyone else. And we as individuals, are that differentiator. And we have to learn how to tap into that difference and embrace that difference and then create based around who we are, what we are, and the difference that we represent. So many times people get caught up in trying to emulate someone else that they see doing something successfully or it's perceived to be successfully. And they think, wow, if this is working for so-and-so, if I do it, if I replicate that, it's going to work the exact same way for me. And then regrettably, when they come up short and they don't achieve the same level of success as they see over here that they were trying to emulate, they tend to pod fade or they tend to stop creating or they tend to move on. And that's why I like to drill into who we are as individuals and what we individually bring to the table. And this is applicable in everything we do. It's not just in podcasting, no matter what you're doing. If you're an entrepreneur, whatever your business venture is, 
you're the differentiator. If you're in corporate America and you're working your way up that corporate ladder, you're the differentiator. And you are the one that can take control of how you represent yourself and how you present yourself to the public, whatever that public may be. And you control how they react. And you control that by tapping into that uniqueness and embracing that uniqueness and moving forward with that uniqueness. And that's where I try to help people realize what they can highlight and why they should highlight it in their content creation. You know, it's interesting. You tap into something really important here. So yes, you can emulate uh, people who have created um, influence, if you will. Um, you know, well, well, this is a really bad representation, but you know, you can you can emulate Kim Kardashian, right? Like you can pose the way she I can't. does. I, I can't. Maybe you I, can't. I, I, I can't either. But I'm just going to use that as a really bad example. I'm sorry, my wonderful listeners, for using that. But you know, but you know, there's a lot of girls out there that will go and they'll emulate the you know the the type of posing and the clothes and the makeup and the hair and and they'll they'll try and re sort of recreate what she's recreated and and capitalized on. Um, and it's not sustainable. I think what it is is, you know, what you're trying to do in, in emulating that is uh, arguably moving the uh, following that she has collected and move it over to you. And that's not feasible because they're not leaving her, um, number one. Um, and number two, it's not sustainable because you can't always be be somebody else you might be able to pretend for a short period of time and play Halloween for the weekend but over the months and the years it becomes a degradation of your own personality and then you can't find yourself anymore so if you can tap into what uniquely makes you you um, whether that's on the leadership trail on LinkedIn, whether that's on a creator scale in Instagram or Facebook, however you, whatever you're doing, you're baking cakes or you're uh, leading entrepreneurial entrepreneurship conferences, like everybody's a creator, but you need to go into it with what is you. Um, and, and you change this throughout time too right? The you that you are. So it's, I think podcasting is an interesting way to grow with your audience as well. So. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you've heard this before, I'm sure that as a creator, if you don't look back several years ago at what you created and cringe just a little bit, maybe sometimes even more than just a little bit, uh, then you're not evolving as a creator. And uh, that goes right to your point in that we do evolve and that we need to evolve and evolving as a creator. It's all part of the process evolving to what, I don't know. It's wherever the evolutionary process takes us, but in whatever it is that we're creating our content, that evolutionary process is obvious. I mean, if you go back and look at that again, that very first episode that I was talking about of that very first podcast it was horrible. It was so embarrassing that we didn't ev even release it. And then today, while there's always room for improvement, it's considerably better <laughs> than that very first episode. So you can see if you look back that evolutionary process and changes that were put in place and improvements. And, you know, I think sometimes it's frustrating because as creators, we feel like we reach a certain level 
and we plateau and we're creating the same level of content. We're doing the same thing every day, but it's those plateaus that really differentiate those that excel in whatever you're doing versus those that drop off. We have to fight through those plateaus. And then once that, uh, that evolution or that next phase kicks in, you'll see yourself start to grow. You'll see your content start to change. You'll see your content start to evolve. And then we'll continue climbing. We'll continue evolving. And who knows how far that's going to go. You know, I have a history as a, as a martial artist and I used to get so frustrated uh, going through the ranks because I wanted to be better so bad. And it didn't matter how much I trained, how many times I threw this kick or that kick or this punch or that punch, I still seemed to struggle to be able to win in an encounter with certain people. And I just felt, man, this is, I mean, I would literally just lean up against the wall, slouch down on the floor and cry because I just got beat up again. Not because I was hurt, like physically, granted it didn't feel great, but it, that's not what the tears were for. The tears were because of that frustration and that plateau that no matter how I kept going, it just felt like I could not get beyond. But I persevered, I kept going, kept taking my licks, kept shedding those tears, and eventually I evolved. And then I started winning some of these encounters that I wanted to, to, to win. You know, I had some great friends. They're still great friends to this day, but I just wanted to beat them up so bad, <laughs> not out of violence or not out of aggression or not because I didn't like them, but because I respected where they were as martial artists and I respected their abilities. And I wanted to be at least on par with those abilities. But again, those plateaus, we reach them all the time in all aspects of our lives. And what takes us and separates us from the rest of the pack is the fact that we address those plateaus and we continue to evolve and we continue to progress and we continue to move forward. I really love that. I think you're so spot on. And I think recognizing that you've reached a plateau opens the door for that evolution and looking at that evolution as, um, I think it's scary is what it is. I think it's just scary for some people because there's something comforting about the plateau. You know, you've, you've been doing it all along. It's, it's, it's like an edge of comfort and discomfort. It's like the comfort food. Cause you know, like, you know what it is and you know, what it's going to taste like. And so it's comfortable, but the discomfort comes in recognizing that like, holy crap, I'm, I'm ready to evolve to something else. And will people come with me? Like, will, will my friends recognize that and, and be as excited for me when I, in your case, kick their butt, but, um, <laughs> you know, will people come with me? And actually you've gone through that a couple times, you know, not just through your martial arts career, but you actually struggle with that with your podcast. And I've watched you struggle with that. I'm often asked, does my business need a podcast? My answer is yes, that nothing else is the fast track into thought leadership and being established and seen as the expert in your industry as podcasting. What's increasingly evident is that it's a branding machine. It kicks doors open for you to have conversations with leaders. It creates a pathway to partnerships and connections on a deeper level. You will not be your industry's best kept secret. Your ideas and business will have global reach. So step into your power. Go to hollyshannon.com to launch your podcast now. And now 
back to our interview. Larry, when I met him, had his podcast, Readily Random, which is a huge hit. And I'm going to let him share all of the stats on that because it's pretty mind-blowing. And he has, over the past year, been thinking that he has plateaued and that he needed to evolve into something new and actually iterated new podcast to reflect the direction he was going um, and and then did a full circle and realized the evolution lived within what he originally created. So can you take us a little bit on that journey because it's a little bit about also your change from the nine to five and, and the whole thing. So I'm going to let you share that story a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're spot on there, Holly, in, in the fact that Readily Random, just the name, violates a whole lot of standards and practices when it comes to podcasting. It doesn't speak to a specific audience, doesn't tell you what the podcast is about, and it, it, it really just, it makes it very difficult to discover to the end user or the listener. So, because I mean, if you're scrolling through something and you see it called readily random, what are you going to, you going to, are you going to be interested in finding out what that's about? Or, or are you going to go, well, that's just, that's random. So I'm going to keep move, <laughs> moving. So I, I, when I founded readily random, uh, the podcast, it was really a play to just have a clean podcast because the first podcast, and we'll back it up just a little bit, it was blue comedy. So it wasn't mainstream type comedy. It wasn't appropriate for all audiences. It was very blue. And if you're not familiar with the term blue, it just means that there are uh, adult type humor that's included in the comedy. Uh, adult, uh, I'm sorry, blue performers uh, would, would be like today, uh, Joe Rogan's a blue co uh, comic. Tom Segura's a blue comic. Uh, his wife, Christina Pazinski, she's a blue comic. Uh, they all use profanity and adult type themes in their comedy. And that's what that means. So uh, at the time, I still worked in corporate America as well. And I got a new manager and he came in. And although there was a clear delineation between the podcast and the professional persona that I had at the office, uh, he didn't like the content. So it was, do I maintain my content and keep going down this path? Or do I establish a good relationship with this brand new manager who gives me my yearly review and approves me for raises? So <laughs> since the podcast wasn't paying the bills, I opted for, uh, for option B there. So what I did was I killed that first podcast and I started readily random and I didn't know what to do. I had no direction. I had no real clear cut goal for the podcast, nor did I really have an understanding of how to leverage the name of a podcast or establish a brand in the podcasting space or anything along those lines. Readily Random was a lame blog from the MySpace days that I had. It was just a name that I came up with back then because everybody had a blog. I needed to have a blog. So that's what I did. And that name carried over. So the podcast was off to a very, very slow start. And in all honesty, it was a reflection of those that had overcome addictions and changes and obstacles in their lives and come out the other side because I was still fresh right out of rehab with, uh, uh, I say still fresh, it was a couple of years coming out of rehab uh, from alcoholism. And I wanted to highlight those stories. But as I did that, I realized that's really not what I wanna do. I don't wanna hear these stories over and over and over again because it's my story and although it is definitely was a part of my life, addiction and alcoholism doesn't define me. 
and I didn't want to hold on to that. So the show started to evolve, but the name didn't change. So next I started having just anybody that I found on Amazon that was an author that I reached out to on a topic that I was that I found interesting. I mean, I had a, a, a safety doctor, a safety PhD for corporate safety. Why is that interesting? I don't know, but I liked his book looked cool and he sounded like a great guy. So I reached out to him, uh, had a professor from MIT who is the uh, one of the world's leading authorities on origami. So there's a little insight into O'Laire. I like to fold paper. I love origami. So stumbling across his book and reaching out to him, it was great. It worked out great for me. Uh, I also met a gentleman by the name of Marty Ray from the Marty Ray Project. I loved his rendition of Ice Ice Baby that I stumbled across on YouTube, reached out to him. He was like, yeah, brother, I'll be on there. And Holly, you had the chance to meet Marty Ray this past week. So that was really, really cool as well. He sang to me. He did. He did say Mustang Sally, as a matter of fact. So uh, he's uh, phenomenally talented and just a really great all around guy. But that was embracing the readily randomness of the name. I was just going all over the place and didn't really have a direction, wasn't necessarily growing a massive audience by any means. And even today, I don't have a massive audience by any means. But uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Is, I think readily random is the top 1.5%. Is that right? It is a top 1.5% rated podcast. Yeah. So it, it's excuse me, over two and a half million podcasts out there. Okay, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> those are third party stats, by the way, I didn't create those just as an FYI. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, again, I was struggling, I was struggling to find that footing. And eventually, we moved into more of an entrepreneurial realm, because I knew too, as a creator that still being in corporate America, wasn't going to fulfill what I was looking to do. And the podcast was filling this creator void that had been in my life for so many years. And I was loving it. I knew I was going to embrace this. I knew I was in it to win it. I knew I was going to embrace it. And it was life to me. So I wanted to start looking at other individuals that had pursued entrepreneurship and done it successfully. And that's where the show started to evolve. Now, I was still struggling, though, to get that audience. I was still struggling to find those listeners. So Holly, as you alluded to, uh, I decided to start a new podcast and I called it One Big Win. So you think that's a great name sounds like a great name. I mean, it's a big win. Who who wants to be a winner? I do. So if you're looking for a podcast and you want to hear good, you know, motivational stories, one big win to me that said, hey, this is a big positive story that's going to drive you through your day. I started one big win, had some great guests on. It was struggling to get traction. I wasn't publishing too readily random. And I got to looking at the numbers and readily random, although I hadn't produced an episode to the podcast in weeks and weeks and weeks, was still outperforming one big win. And, I, you know, looking back now, I, I start to know why that was taking place. But the show started to get legs readily random. So I was like, okay, this is starting to work, man. And I think I'm invested so far into this show. And I think I'm so far invested in the community that the brand is starting to grow legs. And it really was. And since then it's evolved even more. So what I ended up doing was I killed one big win and went back and embraced readily random again. And since doing that, it's, it's shot up exponentially over where it was and it continues to grow and I continue to be involved in the podcasting space. And 
I think that's more of the story there in that being a part of the podcasting space, demonstrating the power of simply showing up and embracing your brand and demonstrating your brand and being your brand and demonstrating your uniqueness and really just being everywhere all the time. I, I, I'm not kidding. I have people that come up to me all the time. Dave Jackson of the School of Podcasting, he's one of the godfathers of podcasting, the, one of the podfathers, if you will. He came up to me at an event. You and I were in, uh, at uh, Podcast Movement together. I went to another event the very next day called Nashville Rock and Pod, and Dave Jackson was there, and he goes, man, I see you everywhere. What are you up to? I can't go anywhere and not see Larry Roberts. And I think that was the big differentiator is that, again, demonstrating the power of embracing your brand, demonstrating the power of showing up, demonstrating the power of putting yourself in all of your glory, whoever that is, whatever that is, and presenting that forward facing makes all the difference in the world. Now, do I wish I had gone, can go back in time and change the name of Readily Random to something more intuitive, something that was more easily discoverable, something that really resonated with people? Sure, I do. But I've gone through the pain. I've gone through the hurdles. I've gone through a lot of the work. Don't get me wrong. There's still tons and tons of work going forward. And that's part of that evolutionary process that we were talking about in the plateau and the climb and the plateau and the climb. I think I'm still in a climb phase right now, and I love the climb phase. Not really looking forward to the plateau phase, but we're going to get there. And that's where we just have to put it back in gear, keep persevering, keep pushing forward until we hit that next that next uptick, that next climb. And uh, it's it's part of the process, and I love every minute of it. You've had an exciting journey, and I think something that is worth noting is that we keep coming back to um, having whatever you produce exemplify who you are. And I think what's so, I mean, why I love podcasting, why you love podcasting, is it's an opportunity to brand with a global footprint. And I don't think people realize that. You know, they go on, um, you know, say Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn and they build their personal brand and every day they show up and they post content and pictures and so forth as part of their personal brand. And you need to do that. Um, but you can find yourself pretty quickly in an echo chamber because the you don't know what the algorithms for each of these platforms are and they and it's the algorithm gods that determine who is going to see your post in their feed. You it's really hard to change that unless you really study the algorithms and that's a whole other job, which maybe you don't want. But what's so interesting about podcasting is you are discoverable on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You know, I'm sure you can make a list of places like where, where is readily random heard? I mean, I know culture factor. I have people in Japan and Canada and France and Italy, like all over. How about you? Yeah, same thing. I mean, and it blows me away to see that I have downloads in Africa or I have downloads in Russia or I have downloads in some other small, obscure country that I didn't even know existed. Okay, I'm not a geography major, but it's cool to see some of these names. And I go, wow, the podcast is going all the way over there. And the reach is really endless. 
wherever the technology is available, there's opportunities for you to reach that audience. And it's it's mind blowing every time because I, I honestly, I don't know the number of countries that it goes to, but it is a very, very large number. And it's amazing to sit back and go, wow, somebody over there is listening to my voice from over here. Someone over there is taking interest in this story that's being told on this episode of the podcast or that episode of the podcast, or you see those repeated ticks where now you, you know, you've got a follower in an entire, on the other side of the globe. And it's mind blowing. Yeah. I think that's the piece that most people don't really realize until you start to talk about it more deeply. So um, I'm glad you're creating and it's being heard everywhere. And I'm glad that you're creating a platform to help people with their personal brand that way. So um, so what's next for Larry? What, what's, he, what's part of your next evolution here? What are you working on? Uh, I've got a couple of irons in the fire right now. I've got a course that's getting ready to be published on referrals and establishing referral partners. I've got a mastermind that's kicking off uh, next week as well, uh, launching a podcast, Podcast 101. Going to be doing that on Facebook in a big Facebook group as well as on LinkedIn. Uh, that's going to evolve into a mastermind, a, a branding and coaching mastermind. So I've partnered up with someone that is a, an expert in branding and, and business coaching. So we're going to take it from that perspective and kind of tag team it and help people grow their personal brand, establish their personal brand, grow it, and then leverage the power of that brand by having a podcast. So uh, a lot of exciting things on the horizon. A lot of exciting things there. Excellent. I love that. So uh, where would listeners, uh, our, our lovely community that we've built, where would they find you and how would they find those courses? Yeah, you can reach out to me at podcastboost.com. Uh, you can contact me directly from the website, or you can reach out to Larry at podcastboost.com. And you can find me on every social media platform out there. Uh, so please don't hesitate to reach out there. I would love to talk to each and every one of you. And you should subscribe to Readily Random. Uh, that is his podcast, everybody. And because I say this all the time, it is the holy grail for us. Please subscribe, hit that five-star mark, and uh, write a little review because his stuff is really special. I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Holly. You're welcome. I'm so glad you came on Culture Factor 2.0. Me too. I'm sorry it took so long to get here, but you know. I, I, I know. Well, you said it was my fault, and I'll own it. I'll own it. You said <laughs> I sent you an invite, and you didn't accept. I'm like, whoa. So I had to go back and make sure that I accept. So that's all on me. It's, it's, it's my fault. You know what? I think everything <laughs> happens for a reason. I was very fortunate to spend time uh, with you at Podcast Movement, and I think it was really cool that we got to have several different conversations about how you got here and it allowed me to have a conversation that I can share with um, my community that made more sense that sort of gave a through line of how Larry got from point A to point B without necessarily just reading a bio. So um, timing is everything and here we are. It is, it is. And I'll have to come back and, and shed a little more light. I'm working, one of my next big projects is uh, I'm, I'm writing a book and the book is gonna be some of my stories that, have, that I've compiled over my 49 years on this wonderful world. And uh, the through line is going to be that does not define you. So mm. uh, hopefully it's gonna help those that have had some struggles in their lives, maybe made some mistakes along the way uh, maybe it'll help them realize that it does not have to define them as well. So uh, once we get that, that in production, 
have to stop back by. I love that. And it's so preemptive because um, everybody, literally I've spent hours with Larry when we were in Nashville, just learning about him. And there are so many incredible stories and things he's overcome and ways he's grown. Uh, So that will be a bestseller, no doubt. And I would look forward to having you back on the show so we can share the book with everybody and maybe some highlights. Maybe we'll have you read a little bit. Um, So yes, everybody, Larry Roberts from Readily Random will be back with his best-selling book before we know it. There you go. Thank you so much, Holly. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on the show.